0: everybody, and welcome to Episode 52 of Season 3 of Brody Sports Talk. My name is Sean Morgan, and I am joined by Caleb Walgren, Derek Resnick. Uh You guys happy to be here?
1: Oh, yeah. I can't wait to talk about what we're going to talk about tonight.
0: It's going to be good, because if you've been listening this week... Uh, you know, after we did our power rankings, we've gone through and done our season predictions, starting out with Caleb, and then going to Derek, and now we are here to my season predictions, and I have, I think, some interesting takes. Uh, some maybe a little bit spicier than others. Some uh, safer uh, opinions and thoughts, and you know, we'll just we'll just run right through it. So I'll talk about how I think each division is going to play out. Uh, ask you guys to maybe chime in once or twice. And then I'll go through and predict how I think the playoffs are going to go as well as who I think are going to win specific awards regarding, you know, uh, rookie of the year, offensive, defensive, and then some of the bigger awards as well. So uh, let's go ahead and let's kick things off with actually who I have finishing. I'm kind of do similar to what Caleb did for his episode, who I have finishing as the worst teams in the NFL. Uh, so the worst teams that I have. Uh, in the AFC, are going to be the Texans and the Jets, I think, to nobody's surprise. Uh, and then the two worst teams I have in the NFC are going to be the Lions and the Giants. Uh, do you guys see any of those teams doing any better than being in the basement?
1: I like the I like the Lions, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see them getting too far out of the basement.
0: Interestingly enough, I actually, sorry, uh, go ahead, uh, Caleb.
2: Somehow I want to be able to say that there's positive aspirations happening for the Jets. I just don't know that we are there this year. Uh, I think if they were able to acquire like a top four draft pick and maybe work more on their defense, uh, we would see more.
0: I think it's rough because the division is relatively tough compared to some of the others. And it's hard for them to find find opportunities where they're gonna get wins. It really is. Uh, but I do have. Let's go ahead and actually go down some of the divisions So for the AFC. Uh, in the AFC North, I have the Browns winning the division at twelve and five. I have the Ravens uh, coming in at ten and seven. Uh, they actually end up snagging the final wild card spot. Uh, I have the Steelers coming in at nine and eight and just narrowly missing the playoffs. I Actually, have them doing best in the division at four and two. Uh, their their schedule is a bit rougher outside of uh, some of the divisional games. Uh, and then I have the Bengals coming in at 4-13. and 13. Uh, So I know that you guys are not high on the Browns, whereas I am. Uh, I do think that they've built on a lot of momentum. And I know we've talked about that in previous episodes, so I'm not going to Wax too much more poetic on it. But I just want to explain why I think the Ravens aren't going to win the division. And I think that the Ravens are incredibly dependent on Lamar Jackson uh, to be healthy the entire year for them to have a good season. I don't think that happens. I think that there may be a bit of a period where he maybe misses uh, two to four weeks, potentially even five weeks. And that offense sputters. And the games are close. They have a good defense. They have a great defense. But I still feel like that offense is going to struggle because nobody can realistically replace Noir Jackson in just about any offense. I don't think there's anybody in the NFL that functions the same way that he does. The closest one, I think, maybe is Deshaun Watson, and that's an entirely different beast. So I, I do worry about that, and I think that ends up contributing uh, to the reason why they falter and otherwise don't win the division. Uh, so moving on to the AFC South, I do have the Colts winning it at 10-7. and 7. Actually, I actually have them sweeping the division 6-0. Uh, I have the Titans coming in at 8-9, uh, the Jacks coming in at 5-12, and, and then the Texans uh, at 2-15. Now, originally, I had a lot higher opinions of the Texans. I still think the roster is okay. I know we did our uh, you know, team previews, and I did say that they were probably going to win uh, above expectation, but I looked at their schedule a little bit greater. I kind of changed my mind. Uh, I do see that they don't have a tremendous amount of opportunities to win football games. Uh, and I think that the Jags are going to kind of eat away uh, at uh, matchups that they otherwise would would get. Uh, I know that, Derek, you are sold on the Titans, um, but do you see the, say, the Jags um, finishing with five wins? Does that sound about right to you, or do you think they get a little, little more, a little less than that?
1: I could, I could see them winning five games. Um, they have a good quarterback now. I want to see what Urban Meyer does. With his decision making during uh, during a game, um, see what you know if he's really the CEO of the team, or if he is going to be more hands on.
0: I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Uh, let's move on to the East. So in the AFC East, I have the Bills coming in at thirteen and four. Uh, they end up actually getting the number two seed uh, in the AFC. You know, no surprise that so when we get to uh, the next division, you'll you'll understand why. Um, I actually have the Patriots coming in 11-6. I actually have them doing better than the Bills in the division. Uh, I think that the they split the series against the Bills, and I actually think the Bills end up dropping a game to the Dolphins. So uh, I have the Patriots going 11-6. I am all in on the Mac Jones train. Uh, I have the Dolphins missing the playoffs narrowly. I have them as the second team out. Uh, coming in at 9-8, and 3-3, three and three. I'm not sold on Tua. I don't think the Dolphins are sold on Tua either. And so I, I think their defense helps them stay competitive, but they otherwise don't make the playoffs once again, which kind of puts an interesting spotlight on Flores and whether or not he has actually been as successful uh, as maybe Dolphins fans and people around the NFL uh, expected. And then I have the Jets coming in at 2-15. and 15. Uh, moving on finally to the AFC West, I have the Chiefs coming in at 13-4, and four, uh, which is they end up winning a tiebreaker um, against the Bills to take the division. I have the Chargers coming in at 12-5, and, uh, and they end up getting the fifth seed. Uh, I have the Broncos uh, coming in at 8-9, and nine, um, which is is, I think, just enough to get Fangio fired, because I mean, we talked about it's playoffs or bust, uh, if you want to go back and listen to that episode. Uh, and then the Raiders coming at 6-11. and 11. So, technically, out of all of the divisions, this one is the most competitive. Um, even, so, they don't really have a, a traditional basement dweller. So, that does leave my AFC playoff teams, again, as the Chiefs with the number one seat, Bills number two. Uh, the Browns, number three. Colts, number four. And then the wildcard teams, at number five are the Chargers, six the Patriots, and seven the Ravens. So out of the both of you, I don't have the Steelers. I'm not sold on the Steelers. Sell me on the Steelers. Please, please really quick, sell me on the Steelers. Why am I wrong here?
2: I think in general, if we're trying to sell you on the Steelers, it's going to be about their defense. That You have T.J. Watt, Minka Fitzpatrick. You still have Cameron Hayward in the middle, nose tackle, I don't think that I'm going to easily be able to sell you on, hey, here's what we're going to see from their offense, because we haven't seen it yet. So, you know, they have a new offensive coordinator. They needed to have a change. Uh, They did do some work on their offensive line, and I do think that they still have solid skill position players around an aging Ben Roethlisberger.
0: I mean, this is the same but i mean this is a steelers team that in the final stretch of five games uh like allowed 20 plus points to washington football team a Joe Burrowless cincinnati bengals uh and then lost the end to the cleveland browns um I, that's fine defense wise I, I get that they're one of the better better defenses but i i feel that inconsistency is going to plague them again uh this season and they do have a moderately tough schedule but uh, I can see it I can I can legitimately say again I I feel like the Browns are my more likely to uh, do better in the division uh, let's go ahead and let's go to the NFC let's go to the NFC so uh really quick my uh, actually you know let's, let's start uh, let's go in reverse uh, we'll start with the uh, NFC West so in the NFC West I have the Rams winning the division at 14 and three uh, I have the 49ers at 13 and four, the Seahawks at 12 and five, and the Cardinals at eight and nine. So top to bottom, this is the best division in the NFL. And I think the records speak for itself. I think that the NFC West feasts on the NFC North uh, in a lot of different ways to really pad their win total. Uh, so I ended up with the Rams at the number one seed uh, in the NFL, uh, and then the or the NFC, and then the 49ers and Seahawks both making the playoffs uh with the fifth and sixth seeds respectively. Uh for the NFC East, I have the this is gross, guys. This is really gross. I have the Cowboys Ugh. I have the Cowboys winning the division. Uh at ten and seven. Uh I think they go five and one. I think they split the series with the Eagles and I think they sweep the uh football team and the Giants. Uh, I have the Eagles also coming in at ten and seven. Uh, I think they lose a game to the Giants because we always seem to find a way to lose some stupid game to the Giants, and we lose uh, to the uh, to the Cowboys. So they end up having the better divisional record via tiebreaker. I think the Washington Football Team finishes seven and nine. And I think the Giants regress. I think uh, Danny Dimes regresses, uh, and they end up finishing three and thirteen. And I think they end up trying to look for a new quarterback solution. Uh, going forward, potentially, with this higher pl- uh, draft pick. Uh, you know, we'll we'll see what, what happens for that. Uh, I'm not sold on Washington. I think the offense, there's still too many question marks at quarterback. I don't think Fitzpatrick is uh, going to be the answer the entire season. And I think their defense wins them games that they otherwise would lose. Uh, but I do think they progress a little bit back to the mean. And then we do see, as is tradition for the NFC East, a different divisional winner. Um, Moving up to the South, um, we have the Bucs, 12-5. They're the only playoff team I have in this division. I think the Saints go 9-8. I have the Falcons going 8-9. I feel as though... uh, I'm not sold on Jameis for a full season. Um, And I think this offense is good, and I think the defense is fine. Uh, I don't really like their schedule a whole heck of a lot. Um, I think there are some very, very losable games. Uh, and I think they end up dropping some that you otherwise wouldn't expect them to. I do think the Bucks beat the series. Um, I think they actually lose to the Cowboys um, when the, uh, at home. Uh, I think that there are, uh, like I have them going three and six against winning teams, basically. So I think their schedule ends up binding them in the butt. Uh, finally, let's go to the NFC North where I have the Packers going 11-6, and 6-0 and in the division, uh, and getting the third seed. Uh, and I want Caleb's opinion on this. So, Caleb, here are the games I have the Packers losing. I have them losing on the road to the 49ers. I have them losing on the road to the Cardinals. I have them losing on the road to the Chiefs. I have them losing at home to the Rams. I have them losing on the road to the Falcons. And I have them losing at home to the Browns. And then finally, hang on. So that's what? One, two, three, four, five. Yeah. Six, right? One, two, three, four, five, six? I think you said six. So, Um. and then ultimately, I like when we get to the playoffs, we'll talk about. Yeah, I still think they make the playoffs, but I have one final loss. Uh, which of those, uh, let's, let's put the card one cards one aside. Cause I think that's a, um, that's one of a, where Kyler Murray has a huge game. Um, you guys have a tough schedule. You really do have a tough schedule. Like, uh, do, do you see any of those games being, uh, unrealistic losses?
2: I mean, unrealistic is probably a bit of a stretch. I don't want to say that the NFL is any given Sunday, even though it kind of is. Um, There's so many plays that games hinge upon. I do think that in general, I think the Packers are going to come out at home on Christmas to be able to beat the Browns. Maybe that's me buying into too much of Packers are used to playing on holidays because we've played the Lions probably a handful of times so it's at least a organizational and it's not an anomaly like i feel like it will be for the browns to play on a holiday um but that's really kind of odd-y about that game not necessarily the x's and o's so say realistic no i, I think that in general I, i'm nervous about the game in san francisco in week 3 Because the 49ers always find a way to beat Green Bay when we're there. So Rodgers playing in San Francisco is what Favre playing in Dallas was. It's Mm kind of like a kryptonite situation.
0: No, I think that's absolutely fair. Um, So let me recap then the NFC playoff teams I have coming in number one seed. I have the Rams. Uh, the Bucks getting the number two seed, the Packers number three, and then the Cowboys rounding out the divisional winners. And then I have my wild card teams. I have fifth and sixth in the NFC West as San Francisco and Seattle. Uh, and then I have the Eagles squeaking in uh, at number seven. So uh, Derek, of my NFC playoff teams, uh, who do you disagree with the strongest? Uh, I like your
1: Eagles, uh, but they're not going to make the playoffs. Uh, I think that they. Uh, I like Jalen Hurts, good guy, not the NFL quarterback. And uh, so I, I will disagree upon your Eagles. I know you can hate me later. Um, you already rue the day that uh, I have I ever speak. But uh, go on, get ruined. No, it's fine.
0: Uh, I, it's it's a bit of a stretch. I again, and a lot of this is reliant on the fact that I think the. The uh, Washington football team and then the Giants kind of regress quite a bit. Uh, and I i mean, looking at the Eagles schedule, there are a lot of very, very winnable games. Um, I mean, playing like here, here's who I have them beating. I have them beating the Falcons, the Panthers, the Raiders, the Lions, the Chargers at home, uh, the Giants, the Jets, Washington again, the Giants again. And then the Cowboys in week 18. Tell me that those games don't sound like, you know, penciled in losses.
1: Somehow the Eagles are still going to do it though.
0: It's a, I mean, now like I said, all these are, I have them losing, um, you know, a few winnable games. I have them losing uh, on the road to the Broncos. I do think that you guys take that. Um, I have them losing on the road to, um, you know, actually I have them, uh, no, actually, I didn't have the Giants uh, taking—I had Washington taking a game at home. Um, I think the Bucks do the double over them because um, they end up making the playoffs. And So I think the Bucks end up beating them twice. i been losing to the Chiefs. i been losing to the 49ers. I have a lot of very realistic losses here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that this, the Eagles team is probably the, mo- the biggest surprise for me. Uh, yeah. Maybe there's a little bit of homerism, but I think that a, the NFC East is impossible to predict. It's true. So the easiest thing to do is say, you know what? This team is set to underperform. Watch them overperform. Watch them overperform. Uh, well, let's go ahead and let's go to my stat leaders, who I think is going to finish uh, at the top of certain things. Um, so I, for passing touchdowns, I have a one Justin Herbert. Uh, I think that the Chargers are going to have a very arid out offense, and I think that... Uh, playing in a conference that is all about passing, uh, I think we see big, big touchdown numbers from him. I actually think that uh, him and Josh Allen are kind of neck and neck throughout the season. Uh, and I think one of them ends up finishing the yardage leader uh, and the other one ends up finishing the touchdown leader. So I kind of wavered back and forth on it. Uh, I have Delvin Cook get, uh, as my rushing leader. I think that, uh, especially with the potential issues at quarterback, you know, if COVID rears its ugly head, uh, I think Dalvin cook can potentially benefit from assuming, you know, knock on wood, he doesn't get it. Uh, And that offense is able to go through and run like roughshod over uh, some of their, some of their matchups, especially considering that cook seems to find ways to get yards out of nothing. So I'm, I'm big on that. Uh, I think the reception leader ends up being Stefan Diggs. I think he goes back to back as the receptions leader. He had it last season. Uh, by a good seven or eight. Uh, and I think that the Bills are going to try to fight for that number one seed against the Chiefs, and they're going to be neck and neck. And I think that we're going to see big air it out games where he ends up uh, snagging a whole bunch of catches. Uh, I have Devontae Adams as my receiving yards leader. Uh, I think he has a big season. And I think that the uh, the Rodgers-Adams connection is huge. Uh, and then my sack leader ends up being Miles Garrett. Uh, again, I'm big on the Browns. I'm big on Miles Garrett. Uh, I think he feasts on, you know, uh, an old, uh, old as heck, uh, Ben Roethlisberger. I think that he feasts on whoever it is that has to replace Lamar Jackson while he's injured. Uh, and I think he feasts on Joe Burrow. Uh, so those are my stat leader picks. Uh, any, any surprises or anything that you want to disagree with? Uh, we'll go with you, Caleb.
2: I think that it's interesting. I know that in general for passing touchdowns I feel like we were all across the board with various names part of that is just who actually gets the ball into the end zone you know is it something where the chargers somehow are not able to run by the red zone like I know Hunter Henry isn't there anymore I don't know if that makes it more of an issue or an issue where you know maybe they go with a different personnel scheme uh, with Lombardi I mean Lombardi is from the Sean Payton system, so they like to pass. They like to run. I don't know how they're going to score, but it's kind of a – we all pick people that are capable of getting the ball in the right people's hands and getting it into the end zone. So uh, I just – those, I mean, I don't think that Cook, Diggs, or Adams were breaches. So
1: Herbert was the one that kind of surprised me the most.
0: Okay, uh, Derek, any thoughts on those?
1: Davin Cook. Uh, I think that if you go to one-dimensional, that the defenses are just going to to stack in the box, and in he's going to have a, a great season. Not saying that that he's not he's going to be shut down completely, but I don't think he's going to get to the rushing yards that uh, that we need him to get to to be the the yards leader. Okay. Um, because I, I don't, I don't think that, that, uh, Cousins is good enough up there
0: for, to, to do something else. And when Cousins starts, it's fine. It's just a matter of, I mean, and keep in mind, they also have a really good wide receiver core, uh, that I think is going to stretch the defense, even if Cousins isn't the one throwing the football. Um, I just, I feel like Cook, he always seems to find yards. He always seems to find the holes and find the yards. Um, but you know, again, for me, it's all about staying healthy and staying off the, uh, COVID unable to play list. Of course. Uh, well, let's go, and go through the wild card games. Uh, so for the six games, I have the chargers beating the Colts on the road, which I think is very similar to what, um, I think it's what Caleb had. And so what you had too, Derek, right? I oh, know you had the Titans. I have the uh, Browns beating the Patriots three over six. And then in my big surprise, I have the Ravens traveling into Buffalo uh, with Lamar Jackson back at the helm and beating the Bills in the biggest uh, upset for the playoffs, I think, throughout the entire thing. Uh, I think the Ravens match up very well against the Bills, and I feel like it's a um, it, it would be a very, very tough game. Uh, And then on the flip side, uh, on the NFC, I have the 49ers taking out the Eagles on the road. Uh, I have the Packers getting business done against the Seahawks at home in a very close game. And then I have the Buccaneers pasting the Cowboys um, in embarrassing fashion. Uh, What do you guys think about my Ravens over Bills take? Do you think if they meet in the playoffs, you know, that, that you feel the same way about it that I do, that the Ravens match up very, very well against the Bills? Or do you disagree with that?
2: I think part of what makes that matchup so exciting is the location. When you're playing up north, uh, but near a lake, there's so many things that can happen to the passing game. You're already putting probably Marlon Humphrey on Stephon Diggs, shutting down Josh Allen's main connection. Singletary and Moss don't inspire anything in that running game, and that's what the Ravens do, is running game. So... You're gonna tell me that, you know, you might get Gus Edwards twenty carries and Lamar Jackson's gonna probably take the rock ten to fifteen times in the quarterback run game, you know, find some passes for first downs where they need it. I think that the script is very easy to write. So while I think that in general I would say yes, the Bills are a better team, can I put it together where the Ravens can take them down? Absolutely.
0: Uh, any any thoughts on that, Derek?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I could see that happening. There's definitely some some colored building plans out there on how to beat the Bills, and uh, the Ravens definitely know uh, they're well well put together organization. Yeah, and oh, that uh, I mean, you keep the ball out of the the out of Josh Allen's hands and you're going to do good things. So slow down the game, uh, make it, you know, make it a, a lower scoring game. and That's going to lead to the Ravens, uh, being in the, in the game at the end of the, at the end of the time.
0: No, I think it's, I think it's a fair take. Well, let's, uh, um, we are talk about some, uh, some awards. Uh, let's go with like some of the, uh, some of the minor awards. Uh, I, as we hinted, uh, the Derek, uh, prediction episode. I also have Patrick Sertan as my defensive rookie of the year. Uh, I think that again he plays in a division where he can be opportunistic, where he can get uh, picks, and I think that some of the games against the Chargers and against the Chiefs are very competitive, and he has maybe a pick six, maybe a really big hit, force fumble, something to where he gets his name uh, on, on everybody's you know mind, and pundits are talking about him. And ESPN is showing highlights. Uh, I think that he's going to be an excellent player for years to come in a very, very sound secondary. I have my offensive rookie of the year as Mac Jones, and I think that the Patriots are going to make the playoffs. Uh, I think they have a decently balanced offense. I really like what they've done in you know picking up you know tight ends and free agency. Uh, I think that you know uh, we're going to see a much more uh, Belichick-esque style of offense that he probably favors as opposed to what he had to work around with Cam Newton, what Josh McDaniels had to work around with Cam Newton. Uh, I think we're going to see a much, uh, much more comfortable Patriots team that is able to control the ball better and is able to capitalize on mismatches better. Uh, And I think Mac Jones ends up being the beneficiary of that. And I think that for all of the other quarterbacks, I don't feel as though, you know, you saw one of the reasons why, Herbert was so, uh, you know, obviously Burrow went down, but Herbert really benefited from the Chargers winning football games on, you know, the back of his performances. I think we're going to see a couple of those happen for Mac Jones where he stands out, and we're not going to see that as much for the other quarterbacks. Trevor Lawrence plays for a bad team, and I think every other quarterback uh, that came into the NFL with this most recent draft— they're not going to be guaranteed. A, they're not getting a, a starting nod right off the bat, aside from Wilson, who I think is playing for an even worse Jets team. So uh, I feel like they're, it's all eyes are going to be on the quarterback. And again, the Steelers, I know like, big on Najee Harris. I think he's going to be good. Uh, I don't think he's going to be offensive rookie of the year good. I don't think he's going to stand out enough to, to warrant getting the award. Um, my comeback player of the year is Christian McCaffrey. I think he has a monster year. Monster year. Um, I think that offense goes th- completely through him. And I I, th- I know Dak Prescott is the odds-on favorite, and it's very easy to pinpoint. Um, but people forget that McCaffrey had just as brutal of an injury. And, you know, it's one that he, when he comes, people forget how good he is. How completely amazing he is. So I think that... Uh, Dak maybe struggles early in the season and loses a little bit of steam. Uh, again, winning the division is fine. Uh, he may still very well get the award, but I feel like in a lot of ways McCaffrey is going to outshine him. Finally, my assistant coach of the year is Raheem Morris. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I know that he's an established product in the NFL, which usually means that as an assistant coach, you don't the attention you get is different. Right when you were a head coach going back to being an assistant. Uh, But I think that him taking over this Rams defense for the first year, he isn't going to miss a beat. If anything, they probably will look even better. And on back of the fact that I have them as the number one seed in the NFC, I think they win games through their defense. And he looks incredible doing it. Uh, Any thoughts on my... um, rookie of the year picks or any of the other ones
1: Yeah so I think that uh that you're wrong on CMC. Uh, I like him as a player but um I think that the the Panthers are too well known that okay let's well, just going to go we're just going to go stop Christian and make Sam Darnold beat us and I'm not sure Sam Darnold can beat a fly let alone another football team um with with a deck he's got two teams in his division that uh he can just beat up on on their defenses and unfortunately one of them is the eagles so you know he can have two great games versus the giants um the you know the the washington football team is has a good defense so you you can't do much there but you know go uh go make the, the 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 eagles look bad and Dak's back you know that's what you what you're gonna see
0: now uh, do you agree with that caleb do you think that I, I know you had Dak as your comeback player of the year but are you as are you as uh down on cmc as derek i mean i do
2: think cmc is gonna definitely shine this year there's a reason why he's the number one overall player for fantasy drafts this year it's because he's a no-brainer option he does well in the passing game. He does well in the running game. Um, when you said that you think he might lead all players in yards from scrimmage, I, I I think he's a front runner for that. So I I wasn't trying to say that. I thought Kamara was definitely there. But it's kind of the that two-headed monster type role that they play. And let's not forget that the last year that we saw McCaffrey back in 2019, Newton was out for pretty much all of that year anyway, and they were playing with. Their scrubs at quarterback like Sam Darnold is like you know, a Lamborghini at quarterback compared to the quarterbacks they had in 2019, like Brandon Allen and stuff like that. So
0: <laughs> No, I mean that's I, that's true. I, I think that you know again it's all going to hinge on how well the Cowboys if the Cowboys come out and win twelve games, thirteen games, yeah, absolutely give that to Dak Prescott because that means that he had a big year and was a big contributor to that. Um, but I think Dak looks rough in all the, the Cowboys do not have a, a super easy schedule. Um, and I think that there are instances where he looks uh, he looks rusty. And, you know, especially the fact that they're opening up against the Bucks, I think that's probably going to kick off his comeback player of the year, you know, uh, running uh, on a, a bit of a rough note. Uh, but let's go Let's go to finish off the playoffs before we get to the Super Bowl. Uh, so in the divisional, I have the Browns beating the Chargers at home. Uh, I have the Ravens. This is a spicy one. I have the Ravens beating the Chiefs on the road. This is back-to-back Ravens big road wins. This carries a, this is a huge story. ESPN is like, oh, God, yes, give me all of the story that we can run. Uh, and the Chiefs get bounced in the divisional after making back-to-back Super Bowls. I have the Packers going to Tampa Bay. And getting the business done against Brady and the Bucs. And then finally, I have the Rams beating the 49ers at home. Uh, I feel like the Rams are, in my opinion, the uh, ha- remained the best team in the division. I don't think the playoffs really changed much. And I think we see some of the limitations of Jimmy G. Uh, and that probably leads to some of the changes uh, at quarterback after Lance was likely uh, on the bench the whole season. Uh, finally, through uh, conference championships, I have the home teams winning. Uh, I have the Browns beating the Ravens. And then I have the Rams beating the Packers to set up a Rams-Browns Super Bowl. Yeah, you're shaking your head. I'm feeling it, man. I'm feeling it. I'm just absolutely feeling it. Um, Any... Uh, Browns aside, because I already know your guys' takes on the Browns. We've already done the rounds there. <laughs> Browns rounds. Mm-hmm. Um what do you think about my Ravens road warrior uh, expectation?
2: I think that, you know, kind of like I said about the Ravens upsetting the Bills. I mean, Harbaugh, when they've done well in the playoffs, they have normally haven't been at home. I mean, in general, the AFC North has just been a brutal division. And it doesn't matter if they've had to go through, you know, the Denver Broncos on the road or if they've had to go through the Patriots on the road or the Colts on the road. Like they've always had teams that were better regular season teams, even when they were shining in the playoffs. They get road playoff wins. Harbaugh has them to his name, so I don't think that you're stretching things that much. Okay. I I think that it plus Ravens defense is not it's again it's a bit of a matchup nightmare Mm -hmm. for the Chiefs. Like, is good, Peters is good. Probably putting one of them on hill. You've got good linebackers. You've got tons of people who can rush the passer. It's it's going to be a game that's determined in the fourth quarter. I don't think that it's a runaway like some Chiefs fans would like to think it is.
0: Yeah. Uh, what do you what do you think, Derek? Or is there another is there another matchup that you're like? Mm, I don't know.
1: Uh, any of the Browns games, uh, but no, I, uh, I will hold my, uh, my Ravens over the Chiefs. Uh, keep for talking, I have year. to grab something. Yeah. So, if, me, me personally, I, I'm not sure who beats the Chiefs. I think they're such a well-built organization. Okay, I was going to ask about this. Yes. So didn't someone hand you, give you a Cleveland Browns hat accidentally or like thought they were your team because of the orange? Uh,
0: this was actually a gift from my dad. Okay. Uh, the hat didn't yes. fit. The, the, he got the hat. It didn't fit him very well. Um, and he asked if I wanted it. He had only worn it. Uh, I, actually, I don't know how often, but uh, yeah, it actually has his name engraved on the side. Or like, it's favorite it's the on favorite hat team. Yeah,
2: for those of you who are wondering about the reference, um, so,
0: but I thought I would uh, thought I would put it on for the remainder of the episode. Yeah, uh, so well,
1: I, I think the the, the Chiefs are going to beat the uh, the Ravens that they meet in well, especially if the Chiefs are the home team. Uh, that's a, a very loud stadium, and so um, you know. But
0: I'm usually wrong, so. It's a tough environment. You're not sure. wrong. No, you're you're, you're, so. you're right here. It is a tough environment to play in. Um, I I do think that in in my eyes, the Chiefs losing in the divisional feels very. Uh, I mean, they went back to back to back Super Bowls, so I think the expectation is that they kind of just like walk to the Super Bowl again uh, and thoroughly underestimate a Ravens team that underperformed during the regular season. Katie, uh, do you so, want to say something?
2: Yeah, completely different note. How on earth did all of us have a Rams-Packers NFC Conference Championship game?
0: I noticed that. I noticed like, that.
2: Uh, is I... it is it that the Packers were the home field team last year, and the Rams are definitely the uptick with Matthew Stafford? Like, I somewhat am just surprised that we all kind of like. I had the Bucks losing to the Rams. You had the Packers upsetting the Bucks. I feel like in general if we said hey the bucks got the band back together and they're not at least in the NFC championship people are going to questions like well, where does it go wrong
0: I mean think about how the playoffs played out last season where the bucks were a bit of a surprise after basically being just barely above average during the regular season and they just happened to go on a good run and once they got to the Super Bowl, why well, really once they got to the conference championship, it became more of a matter of Brady's been there, he's done that. Uh, for me, I think that the... It, it's tough, right? Because the Bucks haven't had that established winning mentality the way the Patriots did, where it was expected for them to be back. Where it was expected for them to, you know... Like the the divisional might as well have been a, another regular season game, I think for a lot of Bucks players there may be a bit of a hangover, and even though they have a good season, they don't have an amazing season, and I think that they just don't get it done the second time around. I I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but that's kind of how I how I looked at it.
2: That's fair. I just figured it was something we should at least comment on.
0: Yeah, no worries. Uh, well, let's go ahead and let's do the uh, final awards and let's talk about who I think is going to win the Super Bowl. Uh, So my coach of the year uh, is going to be Brandon Staley. Uh, If mean, the Chargers win double-digit games and win a playoff game, how do you not give it to Staley? Right? I know there are a lot of other coaches that could very well earn it. Um, I think that if the Bills do end up getting like the number one seed uh, and make it all the way to, say, the conference championship, I think McDermott, Probably McDermott probably deserved it uh, at some point, but it was really hard not to give it to Stavansky. Uh But really, you know, I have the Chargers winning 12 games, and I have Justin Herbert, you know, being the passing leader. Uh, by all means, Staley would win Coach of the Year in that situation. Uh, I have Miles Garrett as my Defensive Player of the Year. I, I think he makes a huge impact. If I have him as the sacks leader, uh, I think that, you know, he wins definitely. I think he uh, shuts down some offenses. And a lot of eyes are on him. Uh, I have my Offensive Player of the Year as Justin Herbert. I called that actually, I think um, when we were talking about the Chargers uh, a while back. And I mentioned that Herbert was my favorite to win the Offensive Player of the Year. And I think he absolutely earns it. Uh, But I think the MVP goes to Patrick Mahomes. And for me, it's a bit of an easy kind of a, a softball safe choice. But I think Patrick Mahomes is the most complete player in the NFL. And for me, it's more a matter of he, you know, m- enables everything. Yeah, Herbert looks basically, at, he's, the, he's the shiny new toy. You know, he's the, the new kid on the block uh, and has a massive season. But Mahomes simply wills the team to win. Uh, and I think on the back of getting the number one seed and being the de facto best team in the NFL for a huge stretch of the year, uh, that he ends up getting the MVP. Uh any again, you're probably gonna point out Miles Garrett, but uh any any surprises on this list, or do you guys kind of feel the same way I do about Brandon Staley? Uh we'll go to Derek first.
1: Yeah, so I want to echo your Herbert love. Um I have followed this kid for the last few years, um, when he made the decision to return back to Oregon. Um and you know, see what he what he could do when he was going to come out he was going to be like the number one overall he was um although he was very well hyped up but he went back and um he turned in He, he, he he's a better player than i gave him credit for um i don't know if the chargers just uh suit him well or if that offense is is Taylor made for him, but he is a great quarterback, um, that I hate to see twice a year, um, for the Broncos. But, uh, you know, if, if, if I was not a Broncos fan, I would be a fan of Justin Herbert and please give me two scoops of the,
0: the Herbert. Uh, what do you think, Caleb? Any, any thoughts on my uh, on Brandon Staley, Miles Garrett, or Herbert, or Mahomes? Because I think Mahomes was your MVP as well, right? He
2: was. Yeah. So, uh, not going to necessarily bring up anything terribly interesting there. I was curious. You've got Garrett leading the league in sacks. He's the defensive player of the year. Does he? Does he clear twenty? Is he put hands record in jeopardy of the twenty-two and a half? I mean, we've got the extra game.
0: Uh, I think he comes close. Uh, I think he has some, um, like, a couple monster performances against the Bengals. Uh, I think that the Browns have a very favorable schedule for him to get some serious pressure off the line. Uh, and I think he has a couple, like, big, big multiple sack games. Uh, I think he very well threatens the record. And uh, I feel like uh, in the neighborhood of, you know, nineteen, twenty, twenty one. 21 – uh, I I don't think he quite gets there, uh, but I think that there's a lot of momentum um, off, off of a couple of really big games where he all all eyes are on him for that award and him, like, chasing that record. Maybe there's even, like, a, a spotlight on it, like ESPN does a, you know, some thing, because, you know, ESPN loves those stories.
2: That's true. That's very true. Miles versus Michael or something like that. It mm-hmm. seems like a segment. We could... Copyright, Miles versus Michael.
0: Yeah, too late, ESPN. You're, you're, you already missed out. Um, well, let's go ahead and let's finish the episode off with my Super Bowl winner. Uh, so, again, I have the Rams against the Browns. So, if you're watching on YouTube, you see I'm wearing my Browns hat. They uh, lose the Super Bowl um, by a lot. Uh, I think the Rams are my overwhelming favorite to basically go all the way. And I think this ends up being a high profile uh, Super Bowl. A lot, of, a lot of good stories with you know Matt Stafford finally making it to the big dance and having some success, and then the whole, you know, Baker Mayfield like being such a divisive personality. Uh, but I think it's a game where the Rams pretty much shut down a lot of what the Browns want to do and it ends up being a double digit win for the Rams. They are my overwhelming favorite to win the Super Bowl. And I don't know what I knocked down whenever I threw my hat, but I'm sure it would be worth it.
1: So just one question for the Browns when they're in a the Super Bowl. Which way does Baker Mayfield have his hat on media day? To the left. Okay, so it's not backwards? It's not, No, it's uh, kind of
0: like back and to the left a little bit. Okay,
1: okay. cow Cowherd, you've heard it here. Yeah. Baker Mayfield is not going to be a hat backwards
0: guy. He's gonna it's gonna be slightly slightly to the left. Uh what do you think, Caleb? Do you uh so so keep in mind my my path for the Browns to make it to the Super Bowl um had them beating the Patriots at home, had them beating the Chargers at home, and had them beating the Ravens at home. So they managed to actually have home field advantage despite being the third seed in the conference. So kind of a weird path, but that's the reason why I was okay with the Browns actually making it is because, you know, all of a sudden with the elimination of the bills against the Ravens uh, and then the Ravens taking out the chiefs that, you know, they finally get to this, this basically, uh, you know, third times a charm. Uh, and the Browns seem to do pretty well at third times a charm games.
2: Well, and I felt like in general, anytime you're matching up against someone again, who you've played twice before. You know what a lot of that game plan is going to be. You know how to win and take advantage of them. And that's for both sides. So at some point, it's a, you know, okay, who's at home? You know, who are the star players? But I believe that Garrett goes out and sacks Lamar on a big play where the Ravens are trying to come back. Absolutely. I mean, I think that. Especially being able to stay home because we know that the Cleveland fans are hungry for this, that path makes sense. I do think, in general, the Rams, there's just so much to like. There's so much to like about that team, and it's really tough to not have them there. Like, it's easy to look at how much they were able to win under Jared Goff, who is not good. <laughs> And go. They have Matthew Stafford. Who, I mean, we're we're all presuming health. Mm-hmm. So a healthy Matthew Stafford, a seventeen game season should be at least a nice level of twelve to fourteen wins. I think we all feel like vision threat and playoff threat for the Rams. Why wouldn't she? Why wouldn't we?
0: Yeah, no, I think that's fair. Um, any any final thoughts, guys, before we call an episode on on any of what I've said? Let's see what uh, see what happens.
2: Are you ready for some football?
0: I know we're uh, it's getting so close. It's getting so close. Um, well, those are my predictions. And if you've been listening uh, this past week, then you've heard Derek's and then you've heard Caleb's. So if you feel strongly one way or the other about any of our predictions, please let us know on Twitter. If you go to the Brody Sports Talk Twitter account, um, which is just at Brody Talk, there are going to be links to mine, Caleb's, and Derek's respective Twitter handles. Feel free to tag us in anything that you want to call out uh, in regards to anything that we've said, from divisional predictions to playoff predictions to awards to anything. Please by all means, take us through the ringer for these predictions. That is why we put them out there. Uh, if you want to find all of our uh, social media platforms, all of our merch, all the different podcast platforms that we happily broadcast to, it's all on our link tree, linktr.ee forward slash Brody Talk. Uh, my, my merchandise challenge still exists. It's still out there. Uh, nobody's really taking us up on it. And uh, eh, we'll, we'll see. But uh, that's it. That's it for us. On behalf of Caleb and Derek, my name is Sean. We are Brody Sports Talk. We are signing out. Have a good one, everybody.
2: Bye. Bye, guys.